On this week's show, we're going to discuss the introduction to sales basics, part two. Welcome to Cracking the Code, the show that helps you overcome the challenges you face every day in contracting and keeps you on the cutting edge of emerging trends and best practices. Now, before we get started with today's content, I want to share a quick video with you about Ask the Experts Live. It's going to be a breakout session we do at Epic 2020. Let's roll the clip. Hey guys, so a lot of stuff going on at Epic this year at the Aria in Las Vegas. Uh, one of the coolest things we're doing is Ask the Experts Live this year. And so I want to talk about that. Uh, I'm going to be moderating this panel. And as I've often said on our Ask the Experts uh, shows, that we've got two experts in me. This year, we're actually going to have three experts. Uh, let's talk about uh, James Leitner and what you guys are going to be talking about with James. Yeah, James Leichter is going to join us. Literally, Mr. HVAC yeah. is going to be joining us. And uh, he is an expert. He's been a contractor, software guy, and a hell flat of a rate guy. creator, and a hell of a guy, right? And just a wealth of information. And so we took a sabbatical on the uh, Ask the Experts last year at Epic. Yeah. Uh, we're bringing it back by popular demand. And uh, I mean, if you recall, the energy and the questions from the audience were fantastic. Uh, you know, the, the content was amazing, shared by all of us, uh, you know, that I, after I left the stage, I actually went and took some notes myself. So, you know, some of the nuggets you guys shared, as well as uh, Mark Madison. Now, you're going to moderate an MC and yep. going to have Mr. The G-Man himself and Mr. HVAC, and I got no moniker, so. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> the D-Man, the D-Man, the G-Man. Yeah, I love that James is going to be joining us. Uh, a lot of people don't know that James started, he was a service technician. And so he, uh, he cut his teeth and grew the business. And, uh, you know, as an owner, he's got a perspective that a lot of us don't have, which yeah. is, you know, all the way through the channel. And uh, I, I just love James' operational experience and just his conversation. And um, he's right to the point and uh, can't wait. Um, second thing about the Ask the Experts, I think, is we, we really want the audience to engage and to ask questions that are specific about their particular needs. I think the benefit of the Ask the Experts is it's targeted right to that problem or that opportunity that that company has, you know, right at that moment. So uh, they're awesome. It's going to be great when you think about it, James, his perspective as a technician, as an owner, as a sales consultant, your expertise in all areas of the industry, your expertise. I mean, there's not much, there's nothing really that an audience member uh, would be able to ask that you guys can't give them some really pointed uh, powerful insight on what they need to do to grow their companies and uh, and have the success they deserve. Including so, Scotch. Including Scotch. Cheers. 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 Now, I hope that gives you a little bit of a feel for what Epic and Epic 20 is really all about. Make sure you get signed up ASAP because, as usual, it will sell out. So go to epic2020event.com and get yourself registered. This week, we're going to continue a new series on sales with the master, Gary Ellix. Last week, Gary talked about sales basics like sales philosophies, mindset, and preparation, and how you should frame your approach to sales to become a top performer. This week, Gary's going to wrap up the topic with the following, why you should never skip the process, building confidence, and being professional. So let's join Gary now to wrap up the topic. I can't allow you to skip the process. Too often what happens in social styles, people will press on people and they throw them off their game and they begin to skip the process. Or they get out of sorts. Maybe something's going on in their personal life or whatever. And so what we do is we start skipping the steps. 
So it's important for you to realize as part of the fundamentals that there is a process, uh, your company's process, whatever that is. You're not allowed to skip the process, and that word ever is all capped again. I can't allow you to skip the process. The questions, the ability to ask the right questions, the ability to engage, you know, again, don't bring biases. You can't go out and not bring biases on the first call and then the next call bring biases. You're messing up the process. So we never skip the process. The process is there for a reason. It gets us in position to be able to justify the evidence. If we skip steps in the process, we're not necessarily creating a framework where we've closed all the doors of exit and what happens is we can lose some transactions because of that. So the most successful people, they have a process, they understand the process. It doesn't mean they follow the steps of the process exactly the same way every time, but it, they do get to those steps in the process. So if step one and then you go to step three, somewhere along the line you have to check the box for step two, that's okay. Nobody's saying it has to be perfectly mechanical. What it is is it has to be checked so that we've understood that we've done our discussion well enough that when it's time to actually ask for the order and close the transaction and the money is bigger here than it is over here, we have a good rationale to say, you know, will you trust me with this process? Now, internalizing the process is something that we need to do. This is all about practice, repetition. So I can tell you uh, as an athlete, sorry, misspelled that, repetition. There you go. As an athlete, or I should say former athlete, uh, repetition is what creates muscle memory. Uh, so golf, uh, shooting free throws, uh, you know, dribbling a basketball, hitting a baseball, bunting, uh, stealing a base, reading a pitcher, doesn't matter what it is. I don't care what you're doing. Repetition and practice is what matters. So you probably ought to write this catchphrase down. You probably have heard it before, but um, it, practice doesn't make perfect. Perfect practice makes perfect. So what we're interested in is repetition and practice that actually hits the fundamentals. If you're practicing a bad habit, you will create a bad habit. So I've got a personal story. Years and years ago, when I was getting into competitive golf and I was playing at a high level at amateur tournaments, uh, I wanted to practice through the wintertime. And we're, we're a year-round golf state, but it happened to be a very cold winter, so I have a golf net. And you know, this is before uh, we had all the uh, digital side of things where you could measure everything. So in my basement, I literally was hitting golf balls. And I was hitting golf balls all winter long. And I came out. And uh, I mean, I felt like I was stronger. I had better swing velocity. I came out. And I had this giant duck hook going. I mean, I was snap hooking everything. I don't care what club it was. It was snap hook. And couldn't keep the ball anywhere in play. And what I had done is over the course of the wintertime, you know, swinging a couple hundred uh, balls a day, every day, sometimes twice a day, uh, again, to build up strength, swing speed, and muscle memory, is I had built a swing flaw where, you know, I was laying off my hands and, you know, I was dropping the club inside. When the laid off hands, I was snapping my wrists across. And this just created this sweeping hook. And it didn't matter if I was hitting a pitching wedge or a driver. And so, I mean, it took me, I had to go to the pro, I had to get in the video. He's like, uh, what happened to you? You know, when I left you, you were pretty good. Now it's not so good. So I was practicing without videotape. 
I was practicing without debriefing with what was going on with my swing. I was simply practicing. So perfect practice is what makes perfection. What I was doing was repeating bad habits over and over and over again. And because I didn't have the digital technology to tell me that that's a hook, and it, you know, today you get into the simulator, and you can see what you're doing with the club, the ball speed, the velocity. Uh, you can see the launch angle. You can see everything. So the technology and the ability to look at the digital side of things has improved our ability to create repetition. Read the words role play, videotape, debrief, coaching, do it all over again until the coach helps you get it right. Had the coach been standing behind me, he probably would have looked at that and said, hey, you know, that swing right there, that's not going to work. Okay, you know, your hands are getting laid off. That's going to promote a hook. You're going to have a problem. Let's not do that. And then let's do some drills where we're going to get out of that habit. So internalization is about you creating the process here in step four, you internalizing the sales process through role play, video work, practice, and having a coach. And if there's no coach available, that's where you've got the iPhone, you've got you know, computer technology. There's all kinds of free software now where you can literally have a conversation with yourself, practice that, and then debrief on the process. How badly do you want that success is the question. I mean, how badly did you want it? You know, when I got cut from my seventh grade traveling basketball team, I was better than half the players that they picked. And most of them had parents that were on the traveling team that were part of the politics of that little community. And I was a newbie in the community. So, you know, they didn't care about me. They cared about their sons and daughters. And that was the interest. So what I decided was I had to be so much better that they could never pass over me in the eighth grade. So I literally spent the entire summer and dribbled nothing with my left hand, shot the ball with my left hand, I shot thousands of shots. Now, there is a measurement process, because if the ball's not going in the hoop, you're not getting it done. So the ability to practice, that by the time I got to my eighth grade uh, year, I mean, literally, no one could guard me. And so I could shoot both hands. I could dribble with both hands. I mean, literally, I was able to dominate on the court. So it didn't matter. I mean, they, they just couldn't ignore the difference in skill sets at that point in time. So that that level of repetition was something that I was committed to. And so I literally would go play baseball, go to practice, come home, and then I would spend three to four hours every single day playing basketball because I wanted to make that basketball team because I was so upset about the politics of that situation. So uh, the rest is history. So I went on to be a captain as a sophomore, junior, and senior on my basketball team. I did not go play college basketball. I did play college baseball. But basketball was definitely my first love. So the ability to create the process, create the repetition, was driven by the idea that I was focused and committed to that process, meaning I wasn't going to let anything get in my way. So to say that I wouldn't go look at myself as a salesperson and do some videotape and to put the effort in and practice and be committed to that process, you just have to ask yourself, how badly do you want it? I wanted it. I wanted it badly. It burned me so much. It, it, I mean, I was just so engrossed in the idea that I wasn't going to let that kind of, what I felt was injustice, uh, allow to dominate and create the outcome for me. I look at my career path here in terms of sales and say, well, it's no different. If I'm going to get better at something, I've got to sit down and say, well, what do I want to improve? What's the process? Don't skip the process. Internalize the process. Create a practice system that creates repetition and drill. 
And the more I drill, remember, don't go down in the basement and not have the coach, not have the video, not have the measurement system. That's going to create practice that's not quality. We want perfect practice. So you want somebody to coach you. And then number seven, this is one that's a fundamental that um, as I, and I'm going, I was going back in my career this morning, I've probably sold overall somewhere around four to $420 million in sales dollars in my career. Uh, so that I was combining, you know, my career at Lennox with my career at Magic Chef, my career at Service Experts, my career owning businesses, you know. So uh, it's it's over four hundred million dollars. So I feel compelled to be able to say to you that as a summary of four hundred million dollars, I've trained some salespeople. I get it. Okay, it's not easy. What you have to do is you have to understand what makes your personality attractive. You can't just assume that you're going to walk into a situation that everybody is going to like you. It doesn't work that way. An attractive personality is defined as, as somebody <clears throat> that is ask assertive. What that means is people don't want to hear you talk about yourself. They want to, they want to talk about themselves. An ask assertive personality is somebody that is going to ask questions and engage and emotionally connect with the other folks that they're doing business with. So that creates an attractiveness towards your personality. Because people want to talk about themselves and want to talk about their experiences, when you're engaging with them and you're asking them and you're genuinely interested, what that does, that ask assertive nature, <clears throat> makes them like you. So the two things that you should write down that makes for trust are likability plus credibility. Likeability is an attractive personality. You want to be likable. Ask assertiveness is a approach. It's not the only approach. Tell assertive is the other approach. So we're doing tell assertive video right now. I'm telling you ideas and you are listening. So ask assertive is where you would sit and say, well, what type you know, of lifestyle do you all live within your home? You know, how do you actually use the space? You know, tell me about what's going on with your total comfort system. You know, what kind of things are important to you? Uh, you know, it, do you have children with allergies? Do you have family members that suffer with allergies? So ask assertiveness is you asking questions and then letting the feedback come so you're absorbing the information. So what we want to develop as a sales professional is an ask assertive approach. If it's ask assertive, you're going to get more information and you're going to end up with a more attractive likability, more attractive personality. So when you are bull in the china shop with somebody in terms of your sales process, you may be successful in some level, but you're probably not going to be as successful as those people that are ask assertive. Number eight, build confidence in yourself and with the consumer. Confidence in yourself is done with repetition and practice. Confidence with the consumer is done by having the process and making the customer aware of the process. We'll deal with that later in one of the videos about introducing. This is what I would like to do today, if it's OK with you, Mrs. Jones. I'd like to be able to do these things, dot, dot, dot. That tells the customer that there is a process. And even before that, we are going to send them information to tell them what that's going to look like so that they're inspired that we have a game plan, we're professionals, we know what we're doing. Number nine, be professional. So I'm going to go through the seven steps, okay? Understand the seven steps. 
You can write them down, all right? Here they are from memory. Propriety, that is professionalism. That's you being excellent at being on time, organized, having prepared for the call, understanding all the necessary things that are going to go with the process up here. Step two is you need to be able to connect. You need to have an attractive personality. You need to be able to make people feel good about you as a human being and emotionally connect. Number three is you need to encourage people. Encouragement means I've got this and you feel inspired that I am actually on your team. I am ask assertive. I'm interested in your world, your needs, your interests. I'm not going to make the decision. I'm not going to judge you. I'm not creating biases. And I'm going to encourage you when it's time. Those three right there are what we call the soft skills, the interpersonal skills. Step four, those are the questioning techniques. Ask assertive people, understand that questions are key. Number five is checking and confirming. When you tell me something and it's important, I'm going to paraphrase it and feed it back to you. That screams, I listen to you. I got it. I understand you. Your concerns are heard and I will meet them. Step six, provide solutions. That's us giving the answers to the problems. Equipment, airflow, quietness, sound issues, insulation, efficiency, controls, zoning, VRF, VRV, whatever it is, doesn't matter. There's a ton of solutions out there, but the solutions are predicated on step four, which is what do you want when I ask you those questions? Step seven, closing the sale, being able to close and develop the relationship. I got to ask for the order. I got to close the transaction. <clears throat> I'm 20. He's 15. I have to be able to justify that. Overcoming the objections. All of that is there. That's step seven. Boom. Those are the seven steps. You need to internalize those steps. You need to have a process that's built around those seven steps. And you need to understand that those seven steps are going to have to be dealt with no matter what. And we don't want to bring any assumptions or biases to that because what will happen is if we do, that gets in the way of our ability to listen well. If you're bringing assumptions and biases like these people can't afford my company or my equipment, what you're going to do is you're going to end up not hearing their needs and concerns in step four. So it's not going to work well for you. You're going to close less deals. So these are the 10 fundamentals. These are the areas that I need you as a professional salesperson, somebody that's either a technician and or a comfort advisor or a professional who's an owner that's just you know, transferring the knowledge over to a comfort advisor. These are the core areas that you're going to have to deal with. Now, we're going to spend a lot of time doing this right here about defining what the process are step by step. So there's going to be 19 steps. Boom, we're going to do step one, and we're going to have a video on that. But what I need you to realize is that this fits into a much larger schematic, okay? So let's go back into the uh, learning studio, and we'll debrief. All right, so. To close this discussion up, if you look at this slide, I need you to have the proper mindset. Mindset is the key to everything. So those guys cut me in the seventh grade. I wasn't happy about that. I could have collapsed and said, oh, well, I'll never amount to anything in sports. I'm just going to deal with it. Or I went back and I said, you know what? I'm going to get better. I'm going to figure out how to do this, OK? I'm going to practice so much, and I'm going to get so good that I'm going to make sure that they can't possibly ignore me. They're not going to have that opportunity. So. The mindset is the key. If you're focused and you're going to put the energy and time into it, whether that's sales, whether that's being a great company owner, whether that's being a great coach, Bill Belichick got fired from the Cleveland Browns. The Cleveland Browns didn't want Bill Belichick. Do you think that they would like to have him back as coach right now? Do you think the Cleveland Browns would hire Bill Belichick? OK, 
Nick Saban got fired from Michigan State. Okay. Do you think Michigan State would like to have Nick Saban back? So what happened in these situations? Okay, The environment wasn't there for these guys to be successful, even though they were successful people. They've proven that their processes, uh, they got better. They learned. Saban learned. Belichick learned. I mean, maybe they weren't where they are today, but those organizations had those people in them, and they decided they didn't want them. So they went elsewhere, and look at what happened. You know, it's not like they haven't won some championships, and it's not like the players don't say, well, yeah, they're tough. Yeah, they're hard to play for. Yes, they're demanding. Yes, they're exceptional people. Yes, it's hard work, but, you know, the championships are worth it. So if you look at that slide again, that's process, meaning that the process itself isn't easy. What the process is is something that exists and we understand it and we can train on it and the, you have to produce the support and evidence as to why your company is better and so you got to internalize that and then you need to be goal-oriented when I went back I didn't quit I went back and said you know I'm gonna practice baseball I got to play baseball through the summer but I'm, when I'm done with the baseball practice games I'm coming down to the basketball court and I'm playing basketball and we used to play basketball until midnight literally of course, when you're you know, 17 years old, your body can recover from that. So, but I was focused on the goal, which was I wanted to be on that basketball team because that was my love. That was my first sport that I loved the most. So because I cared about it and I loved it, I was passionate about it. And that's really where we get down to the areas in red down here. Talent matters. If you don't have talent, it doesn't matter. Michael Jordan's got talent. Kobe has talent. So you got to develop the talent. That's where dedication, discipline, and desire matter those areas are yours talent is yours you have it you don't have it everybody that's in sales most likely has the ability to be ask assertive you have the talent the question is are you dedicated will you understand the concepts will you have no biases no assumptions will you learn a process will you craft your credibility materials will you learn to practice will you videotape will you put the effort in or will you say well that's too hard i don't want to do it well, the people that are successful at selling $4 million a year are the people that have put the energy and time into it, plus they have the talent. And that's really where technique comes in. So these are the fundamentals. I can't make you do the work, but I can tell you that I've done the work. And so over $400 million in sales, that didn't happen by accident. Didn't start that way. Somebody had faith in me. Somebody coached me. Somebody trained me. You know, going back in the days of Lennox, Lennox was very, very good to me in terms of their training and development. They said, we're going we're gonna to put you in position to be successful. Now, you have to engage, you have to learn. So when you're training your people, if they're not engaged and they're not learning, then maybe they're not the right cultural fit for your team. But these 10 areas that I gave you today are areas that are keys and fundamentals to understanding how to be great at sales. The technique and the process steps that we're going to go through, the sentences, the words, the you know, red light, green light words, all that. Yeah, that's part of the process. Those are part of the 19 steps. But you have to understand that you have to internalize, you have to master the high-end skills up here before you can practice the ones that are down here. Or you're going to be like me going down in the basement hitting golf balls and you're going to end up with a hook. So what we want is we want the philosophies to be in place first. And so when we practice the skill sets, we're developing those skill sets based on good philosophy. Now, as usual, that's some awesome content from Gary right there. If you're interested in learning more about this topic, I want to encourage you to sign up for a 30-day free trial 
by clicking join at the top of this page. This is just a small piece of the process and you need the whole thing to make it all work. We have a lot more content from Gary on sales including reviewing the in-home survey, presenting options to homeowners, uh, investment agreements, load calculations, and much, much more. So sign up for a free trial today and try it out for yourself absolutely free. Well, folks, that's our show for this week. Stay tuned next week, and we're going to dive into prepping your credibility with the sales manual. We'll see you soon. Until then, bye-bye for now.